Hi, I'm Delta Work, and welcome to another episode of Very Delta. And it just keeps getting better because we have Laganja Estranja here. Do you want to see me go off? Because I think you want to see me go off. M. Oh. M. Mom! Are you a lady like me? Introspective, beautiful. Oh, are you intellectual like me? Beguiled by a bargain? You like wild times? Oh, like me? Are you serving the community like me? Well, if you are, then you must be very Delta. I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta a luxury public access podcast and YouTube talk show where I look gorgeous, speak extemporaneously, and invite interesting people to sit on the couch and get very Delta. Very Delta is for the woman who caresses before she dresses. Today's show is popping off, you heard? But first, let's get into some things that are very Delta. Delta! You know what? I talk a lot about... uh, people and their driving manners and mannerisms and behaviors. But there's something that I haven't talked about uh, at length that I need to talk about. And that is people who do one of these three things. First of all, backing into parking spots. If it takes you longer to back into a parking spot than you are going to take in the store or restaurant that you're going to be in, you don't need to be backing into parking spots. First of all, are, why are you, why is anybody backing into a parking spot in front of Target? Like, are you a cat burglar? I don't know why you think, like, I need to really, I need to get out. As When I leave Target, I need to fucking get out fast. It's not that serious. Like, just pull into a parking spot like normal. I don't, I, maybe if you're unloading or loading, I get it. It's a little bit different. You're at Home Depot, something like that. But if you're at Rite Aid and you have like a big white truck with those big tires and a, a, a rubber set of nuts hanging off the back of it, you don't need to be backing into the parking spots next to the handicapped parking. Like It just doesn't need to be happening. It's a weird flex. It's like super douchey. It's like proving to people like, guess what I've mastered? backing into a parking spot, but you haven't mastered it. Like very few people have mastered that, especially if you've never been in that parking lot before and you're driving a truck that doesn't fit into that parking spot. And it doesn't have to be a truck either. It could really be any car. But you know, when it is a truck, it's like an extra salt in the wound. It's like extra gross. It's extra douchey. There's no need for anybody to like what are you getting? Like, where are you going after Target or after Rite Aid or after the bank? Like, what, what's happening? That's like a behavior that's really weird. Another, like, driving behavior that really, really fucking grosses me out is this idea of two lanes that are coming up to a stop sign. And, like, I noticed this in downtown, in downtown L.A. And then there will be, like, one lane. There's There was a third lane and it's turning into a second lane. And people are like, well, I'm just going to push all the way to the end of that and then cut in front of everybody. It goes so much quicker if everybody just goes in like, like a fucking zipper. Just pull into your spots. Just, just keep going. We're all going to go. But instead, people are like, I really got to push up there because once I get up there a quarter of a mile, then I'm going to turn right. Just wait until you get up there and turn right. Which also kind of, though, leads into... I mean, I know you're trying to squeeze into that spot because you want to like, you don't want to be in traffic. Nobody wants to be in traffic. It's fine. But why is, why are people not, why are people not hugging the curb when they turn into a driveway? Why are people in the middle of the lane right here and then they stop and then they turn like this? Like, why wouldn't you just go alongside like this and then just start to veer over and then turn in? I'm not understanding this and then stopping and then turning. Like, it's not... These are just things that are going to make it easier for everyone. And I know no one wants to follow the rules because we've talked about before. The cops are busy. They're not going to pull you over. They're, they've got other shit going on. But this, these rules that like they apply, they're there so that everyone can get through the traffic quicker. Stop pulling into parking spots. Stop not hugging the curb. You need to hug the curb. You need to. And also too, like here in L.A., not far from where I am now, there's like Griffith Park. And I like to drive through that area to get to where I am. 
It's a 25 mile an hour zone because there's horses passing through. There's a fucking zoo, a petting zoo, a golf course, and a whole area where people exercise. So all these people are racing through there at like whatever speed they want to race through because they need to like, I need to get there because I have to go on a hike and I have to commune with nature. I have to be in peace. But you're not bringing me any fucking peace when you're going 60 miles an hour in a 25 mile zone and like honking and turning lit. It's 25 miles an hour because there's actual literal horses like coming through. The horses are fucking coming through. And you're like, fuck this. I got to get with nature. You're in nature. You're in nature right now. And you're like going to risk hitting that. And you want me to go faster so I can get pulled over and then you not get pulled over because you're going to go commune with nature because you're going to go hike in Griffith. What is the problem? Why can't you just go? Like the speed limit is there for, a it's not a recommendation. It is a requirement. And then by like passing by everyone, and especially when you can tell that these are like trucks of businesses where this can all be traced back to like, hey, there's a sign on the back of the thing that says like, am I driving okay? No, like I don't call, but I should call and be like, this bitch is not driving right. They're not driving okay. You're not driving okay. Drive okay. Drive okay. Drive right. Drive correctly. Hug the curb. Stop backing your car in in front of fucking CVS because you need to go in and get a pregnancy test. Like, it's fine. Just And if you have a car that's that big, why are you trying to squeeze into, like, a, a compact spot? Park back there. And you're taking up two spots? Gross. Gross. So Gross. I, this sounds awful, but sometimes when I see that shit, I'm like, God, I wish that person got pulled over and got a ticket they couldn't pay for. I think that all the time. And I mean, there's another part of me also that's like, ooh, I wish somebody just walked, just went by and just slammed their door into that car and just fucked it up. I wish those fake nuts that are hanging on the back of those trucks, I wish I could just pull on them really hard and it was like a voodoo doll and it would fucking pull on their nuts. I'd probably fucking enjoy it. Gross. I can't. What, what, what is so hard about driving... Just like obeying the law. I don't, I don't, I don't. It's not preventing you from having something. It's preventing potential accidents, potential traffic jams, people from hitting horses. This is what it's there for. That's the, the whole point, the whole reason. It's to control the rules and the trajectory and the way life goes. Like it's not hard just to go, oh, okay. So you want me to, to go nor a normal speed. That way everybody gets a chance. But everybody is so used to stepping on one another and taking somebody else's chance away because, you know, if you want to speed, then go get in like the fast lane on the freeway. That's fine. And then maybe get pulled over. And that's fine. At least there's like a common, uh, a, a common understanding that like the fourth lane is the fast lane. The other one's the granny lane. It is what it is. Like this is like a conversation that has been already established and like sort of an unspoken rule across the board in every state that that's just kind of how it is. But this idea of like speeding through an area where there's a petting zoo, speeding through an area where like a Dodger game is letting out and people are walking to their cars and you're like, oh, I need to get through here. I need to pass. I need to get to Rite Aid. I need to get to the bank. I need to get to my job. My God, we've said it before. Why are you not listening? A lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part or anyone else's. And I'm certainly not going to get a fucking ticket for you. Why should I get a ticket because you got up late? Oh, well, get to work and get in trouble. It's not my job. I know it's raining. You should have planned for that. Well, I didn't know it was going to rain. I didn't know it was going to flood. Well, anticipate and overcome. Think about it. Maybe I should go around. Maybe it says no U-turn. Maybe I just will not make a U-turn. I'll just go up a little bit more and pull into that business and then come out. That way, I'm not fucking up everybody and I'm not going to get a ticket. You're not going to get a ticket and we're all going to get to work relatively in time. And then tomorrow I'll say, Ooh, you know what? It was really busy. Traffic on Thursday was really busy and it's going to rain and it's going to be Friday traffic. Maybe I should leave a little bit earlier so I don't have to shit on everybody. And I don't have to take away everyone else's opportunity to get where they need to get because they planned. And maybe also too, maybe I don't want to cause an accident today. Maybe I don't want to flip my car. Maybe I don't want to hit a horse. Maybe I don't want to hit a Shetland pony. 
Maybe that's, you know, what is so hard about that? Why? I'm not understanding why in 2020, first of all, I'm not understanding why in 2022, we're not flying around in cars. Shouldn't we be flying by now in cars? But we're still driving cars because we're stupid. And people are still like, let me think of ways that I can cheat everybody else out of this. Let me make, let me figure out ways to make a scene so that it's everybody else's problem but mine. Everybody else should look the other way. You're also, a lot of people are not looking both ways when they cross the street either. I don't know what it is, but I mean, did you, I don't know how you were raised or who raised you or if you were raised at all, but listen, whether or not you learned this when you were a kid, you're grown now. So, so, so now you can't say, well, I was raised this way. Yeah, but you were raised. That means you're grown. And so you should know. Look both ways when you cross the street. When it says 25 miles, okay, you can push it a little bit. You push it to 28, I'll say. I mean, technically, they're not going to pull you over until you're going like seven or nine miles over the speed limit. It's from what I've, what I've heard. Um, but I mean, like honking at people. and then, Oh, and then the brights. Did I talk about the brights? Why are people driving with brights on? Stop driving with your brights on and then tailgating people. If you put your brights on and you start tailgating me, I'm willing to get a ticket for driving under the speed limit. I'm willing to. I know that's shitty, but that's just the way it is. Don't. Just don't do it. I'll park the car. I'll stop the car and fucking get my fat ass out and walk. I'm not going to do that to me. That is so late. That is so, I don't understand people like, and maybe it's an Amazon van or something and you know, it's prime. So it needs to get there on time. Listen, we've established that, you know, it, yeah, it's supposed to be there, but a lot of like half the stuff you order is not going to get there in time. So don't tell me that, you know, I have to speed because I have so many deliveries to make. Okay. Then don't make my delivery on time then. How about I say that? I'll just say that. So I'll, I'm, I'm willing to offer that so that somebody else can get their delivery on time. As long as you're not fucking speeding. What? The brights, the speeding, the pulling over here. It's like, there's no rules. There's no rules. I just do whatever. No one's going to enforce them, so I don't need to follow them. Let me tell you something. The shit that you do in the light, you should be doing in the dark. You should be, be behaving the same fucking way. The way that you do things in the dark, you, don't, you shouldn't be doing those things like, oh, no one's looking, so I'm not going to, it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll just be shitty. You got to be right with yourself. You really have to be right with yourself. That shit comes out. People find out how ugly you are. One more thing, like who, when you're backing into the spot, who is, who is the show for? Who's watching you? Like, who do you think is watching you? Do you think people are like, damn, he must be like James Bond. You must be really, you being business. I saw, lady, I saw you back into that spot and I knew you were going to go in and ask for the manager. Nobody steps on you. You're so bad. I can tell you're a badass. I bet you, I bet you, you know everything about how this shit happens. You just pull in and you're like, <laughs> look at me. I'm about to go in that gym and fucking hit these weights. I'm about to do arm leg, uh, arm day. I'm about to do arm day and leg day at the same time. I'm about to kill it. You smell this Axe body spray? You smell this pink fluff spray from uh, fucking Victoria's Secret? Whoever you are, man, woman, child, all these people that are driving into these spots, nobody's looking at you because they're impressed. They're looking at you because you look like an idiot. You look like such a fool. And I don't know if everyone's thinking that way. I know I'm thinking that way and I know I'm right. So if everybody else thinks it's fine because they do it and they're like, oh, I can back into this spot. Look at me. You can't. If you can pull in in one swoop, God bless you. I think that's wonderful. I'm still going to go check to see that you're between those white lines because if you're not, then that means your car doesn't fit. I know. I told you before. I don't walk into a restaurant and fucking wedge myself into a booth and go, look at me, I can fit. Well, if I can't fit, then sit in the goddamn table. I, if my car doesn't fit somewhere, I, I just squeeze off and go park somewhere else. What's the scene for? Who's looking? You're not James Bond. You're not a cat burglar. You're not leaving with like walking out with the goods. Like, oh, look at me. You know, I got a hat on. Can't see what I did. You're not, you're not leaving with like the Hope Diamond. You don't need all of that. But at the same time, nobody's watching you going, fuck. Look at that guy back in there. I want to suck his dick. I want to suck his dick so he knows how much I appreciate it. Look at that lady. Ooh, damn, lady. Are you Miss America? Is that your talent? How did you do that? 
If I find you on Facebook, will you teach me how to do that? Will you show me how to back into a spot? Because that's smooth. You're a smooth mama. I love that. God, if I could do that, imagine how I could change the world. If I could shit on everybody, imagine. That would be so wonderful. Just park my car wherever. Stop all the traffic because I decided, oh, maybe I want to pull into this driveway. Just put my brights on because I've got them. All four of my bulbs work. I might as well just blast you out in the car in front of me. Get out of here with that shit. Coming up, Laganja Estranja is here. But first, do you want to see me take a break? I think you want to see me take a break. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek and professional. I love to shop online and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders, You can have an online store, you can sell your products directly on your site, and they offer amazing analytics too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. And we are back. I have on the couch one of my favorite people ever, 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 and one of your favorite people too. I'm talking about talented, beautiful, graceful, extremely generous. We're gonna get into all of that. One of my favorite people that I like to call my leaf lady, the one and only from RuPaul's Drag Race and from the world. Laganja Estranja. Yes, God, honey. Thank you for having me. It's Thank so you good for being to be here. here. Seriously. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. I know. I know. So I was like, finally, the, the, the way I usually get to see my friends is through work. It really is. You Isn't know, that some, crazy? Well, people always ask you and they ask really all of us, like, what do you guys do when you hang out? And it's like, because work is so Hanging social. Yeah. yeah. It's what we do. So pe- there really isn't time to do stuff outside of that. Unless maybe you're traveling together and then you have downtime. Right. Totally. Well, it's so good to be here. Seriously. You know, I love you too. Thank you for the lovely intro. And I've been sickening, mama. Yeah, you have. (laughs) You're always sickening. You know, I've just been working, hustling, bustling, grinding, doing the gigs. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Um, Doing that. um, Very that. Very that. Very this. Very Delta. But before we go like any further into this, um, there is a segment that we have been doing just like just recently and briefly okay are you moving me up kind of okay i can Um, feel it but it's i'm gonna it's gonna be gentle okay um (laughs) this is a segment that i think is always built around you when people say this but we like morphed it a little bit and that is um were we saying yaz yeah Okay. Oh, it's very important you get that it's, right. It's very yes. important that we get this right. This is Yas Gord. Not Gord. And the reason I ask, the reason we have this segment is we have these gourds here. Yeah. And I want you to pick your favorite gourd. Oh my God. Okay. You gotta pick your I gotta favorite. I gotta come around. Is well that you okay? can just yeah, you can grab or reach or just point at your favorite one for whatever reason. It's this blue one. Oh, it's you so want to go? Gorgeous. Oh, you want this? I feel like it matches the attire today. It's it also does. like a very hand blown glass. You know, I yeah. love my glass pieces. You do, you yeah. do. Could you use something like this to uh, smoke marijuana? Well, you could in theory. Yes, I could not because I'm not technical. I'm not like savvy enough to like drill a hole in uh-huh. it and add the bowl piece. 
But absolutely, it looks like it's hollow. I think as long as you had a little carb and a little bowl, you mm-hmm. could you could get high off that. Well, I mean, speaking of because it is fall and and gourds are popular, apples are popular. Have you ever smoked weed of out of course. an apple? That's yeah. like a classic stoner, basic. Everyone you know uses an apple. Yeah. Sometimes use a, a, a can to smoke out of. Uh huh. But yeah, of course, I've smoked out of all kinds of crazy shit. What's the craziest thing you smoked out of? Oh my god. Uh, let's see. Well, probably like one of the giant blunts I've ever had. Like sometimes at these like, you know, cannabis conventions, they'll have like literally giant blunts that are like grams on grams on grams Uh of ganja. So probably one of those. I think would be one of the craziest things I've ever smoked. I remember in college specifically when we were graduating, someone rolled like a giant tulip and it it looks like a tulip. Okay. Um, And that was pretty cool. That, that sounds pretty. pretty. Cool. It was pretty. It was pretty. It was also kind of crazy that my parents were like, you know, six yards behind me. Sure. Well, we were all smoking that before we walked across the stage. But, right. you know, I went to a very liberal college. Yeah. I mean, you smoke all throughout the year, of course. Mm-hmm. It's not a seasonal thing. But no. do you ever smoke a ham? <laughs> no, but I eat a smoked ham. You like smoked ham? I do like a smoked ham, especially around the fall time. Sure. Is it going to be, if you had to pick ham or turkey? Oh, turkey. Turkey, really? Yeah, do you know the Greenberg turkey? No, tell me. You don't know the mm-hmm. Greenberg turkey? Oh, really? Don't. No, tell okay, me. Okay, so this was one of Oprah, Oprah's favorites okay. many years ago, um, and they kind of blew up their business because of that. So every year my family has one of these. It's just delicious. It literally comes prepared for you to do. Okay. Like, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to cook it. You don't have to thaw it. Like, it's ready to go. It's amazing. It's got lots of flavor. And then, of course, the pieces that are covered in like pepper, mm-hmm, the best. Mm-hmm. Is, now, Oprah, is that a talk show host that you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. She she's is. very that. That's yeah. what I thought. It sounded like that would be part Not of Not to be confused with okra. Right. Which is one of my favorite, you know, side dishes with you, turkey. Well, what are your side dishes at Thanksgiving? Um, mac and cheese. Okay. Hands down. Cornbread. Mm-hmm. And I like a spicy cornbread, you know, like a good cheddar Ooh. with jalapeno vibe. Okay. And I like it very thin and crispy. It's, it's how I prefer it. Um, always a salad. I love a salad. You know, you know I, I am your leaf lady. Do, yeah, not a lot of people do that. Really? I don't think so. I think everyone goes for like carby things, or but a salad is, I think, really important. Well, I think because there are so many carbs served at Thanksgiving, like mm-hmm. I need a little, you know, a little yeah. refresher, a little light something. Yeah. Um, but I'm not one for like, what's the Jello thing? Red. My oh, mother, uh, uh, cranberry, cranberry sauce. I'm yeah. not either. My mother loves that. Sweet potato with marshmallows. Not can, into I that. I gotta you could do that? I gotta do it. I can't get into her. Okay. The green beans. Eh. I prefer asparagus. Okay. I like asparagus with a little lemon. If I had to pepper. pick, I would say asparagus over the green you beans. You know, I just sure. think it's better. Yeah. Yeah. But what about for dessert? Dessert, I don't like pies. Okay. I wish I could get into her. Mm-hmm. Um. So I guess for dessert, I'm going to go with like a good old chocolate chip cookie cake. Ooh. Yeah, I don't really usually have that at Thanksgiving. I have it every year for my birthday. You know those big, like, giant cookie cakes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the icing on top? Like Mrs. Fields or something like that? Oh, I love those. So, you're baked, but do you bake at the holidays? (laughs) I don't bake. I'm really, I don't really cook, to Mm -hmm. be honest. I always tell people, like, come over to my house, I'll cook you dinner. It's one meal. I make Mexican food. That's Mm -hmm. really... All I know how to do. Um, And it's usually like bought from the store and then just microwaved and I serve it like tacos and meat. And so it's not like I really cook it, but it looks like I prepare it it with your heart, with my heart. Maybe that's why you have like the perfect figure because you you are constantly dancing. You're sweet sweet for that. But it's true. You're constantly dancing and just not preparing that much food. No, but I am eating a lot of food, especially since the hormones mama. Okay. She's, I have gone to a three meal a day type of person. Wow. Yeah. Three whole meals? Three whole meals. I've I had breakfast this morning. <laughs> I've got to get there. I'm at six meals. Um, and they're not tiny <laughs> ones. They're they're full. Like two breakfasts. Right. Two, yeah. You're probably not the person that gets something off the dollar menu. I am. To eat on the way home before you eat your meal. No, See? I am. Really? I am. We've had this talk before. And I knew our conversation today would lead to fast food because I really feel like that's there. Well, I feel like that's one of the reasons we have connected so fiercely over these years. I remember many a Del Taco conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I absolutely get something off the dollar menu to eat right away before getting home. Okay. For sure. And do you have like a favorite place where you might get a dollar menu item? Well, I have many because I like a dollar menu anywhere I go. Uh-huh. Like I could always find something. But I definitely grew up uh, on Jack in the Box. Same. Like once I started getting stoned, the Junior Same. Bacon Cheeseburger, I mean, it just slaps. Yeah. It slaps. 
Have you noticed that Jack in the Box has like started catering to stoners? Yeah, they have munchie meals. They're full out. Yeah. They even have like a gigantic one that's like almost the size of this table. I've tried it. Have you? Of course. Isn't that a trip that like, you know, that people would be willing, which I'm glad people are willing to understand like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, no, I like, you know, just like Beyonce said, cater to me. Yeah. Cater to me. I want to buy it. I want to eat it. So why not? I mean, Jack in the Box is usually 24 hours, although some places with Corona, she's tried it on all of us. Right. But the one that's right by my house is still open 24 hours. And yeah, I love a good munchie meal. Yeah. A curly fry, a good old spicy chicken. And what they put together, you're like, Okay. Yeah, I'm that, into oh, whatever. It. I'm into those it. little mini tacos. Have you had those? Uh-huh, I oh, have with the avocado sauce. It's so right. Love her. It's so right. It is so right. So what have you been doing lately? Like, what's 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 the latest? What's happening? I honestly, I don't think I've ever worked as hard as I have this year, which is so crazy. I I try every year to like up myself. Um, so this year I I feel like I've kind of been like on a twister board, you know, mm-hmm. doing a little bit of here, a little bit of there. Right now, my current projects that I'm working on, um, I'm in a part of a a little web series that we're hoping will get picked up and become larger, but it's called Open To It. Mm-hmm. Manila, Pandora Box, and the list keeps growing and growing of other Drag Race girls who nice. are on it. It's a awesome series about a gay couple that's in an open relationship. Very fun. I play uh, lowest common denominator. Nice name. Yeah, I love it. Um, I've also been you know, working on my music. Although I have not put out a single this year, I have been backlogging it so that next year I can finally launch my first EP called Daily Basis. So I'm very excited about that. And I've really been focusing a lot on choreography. I think you know that dance has always been my passion. Dance is what led me to drag. So this year I was really fortunate enough to choreograph uh, Trixie and Katya's show, their full entire show. Yes. With uh, their amazing director, Tim, who I love so much. And I'm very excited because of that collaboration. Tim and I are now working on some new projects for next year that I can't exactly say, but uh, it's going back to my roots of musical theater. And yeah, I'm just really looking forward to getting back into what started all of this for me. I've been working at some schools. I just got back from uh, Jacksonville State College University. No, Jackson, wait. Florida State College, Jacksonville. That's a I lot. don't know. There was a lot That's of letters, a lot, a lot of letters. But uh, I staged all that jazz from Chicago, which was oh, so much fun. I'm like I fifteen love that. students, and I'm actually about, I'm actually about to go back to Alyssa Edwards' studio, Beyond Belief, which mm-hmm. I worked at for many, many years. Um, you know, we took a little bit of a break, as we like to call it, an extended timeout. Mm-hmm. But that period has ended, and so I'm so excited to go back to that studio and work with those kids because they are. I mean, they're beyond belief. They're so right. talented. So yeah. I'm just looking to expand that and and try to grow, you know, outside of just the drag persona. I think especially with my transition, it's been really important for me to find these things that make me feel happy because so much of my life these last 10 years have been about making Laganja happy and making her successful. Uh, And I feel like I'm at a really good place with that. I feel like she stands on her own. And so I'm trying to focus on Jay and do what makes Jay happy. Right. That makes so much sense what you're saying about like these extended breaks because, you know, we work with so many personalities Mm -hmm. and I don't think people quite understand too how um, while while we are contemporaries and friends from the eyes of other people who can utilize us in the entertainment industry, we are competition. Sure. And it becomes that way even when we're not trying to be competition. Other people are like, well... You know, if they came into this room right now and they said, we need a drag queen, which, you know, we somebody who does drag and they saw the two of us, they say, well, let's let's weigh the options. What what does this one offer right. that that one doesn't offer? And it becomes sort of this battleground that we stepped into, but we didn't set the rules for. Yeah. So it becomes kind of weird. And you do find where personalities, the, the, the best and the worst come out. Sure. And we have, there's no way we can fix that. You're, um, the choreography that you do I mean, I have been personally involved in projects that you have choreographed. And what's exciting to me about what you do and is a testament to what you do and your passion for it is you have the ability to go into something and not say, I'm going to make everybody in here the top level dancer. Right. Maddie You're, Ziegler. Yeah. You no. know that people walk in and I've been like, we did the thing with Latoya Jackson. We did, you choreographed with uh, the Miley opening for yeah. the VMAs and, and, in both things, like in one, sure, there was maybe there's eight people. Another one, there's like, I don't know, 50 people, maybe 60 people in that. 
But you were able to look at people's skill level and say, I'm not. And I remember for myself specifically, you coming to me or me coming to you and saying, oh, I'm really scared. And you're like, I'm not going to make you feel bad. Exactly. I'm going to work with what you have, yeah. whether it's armography or whether it's face or it's something where you're going to be highlighted and no one's going to know that you didn't have something to contribute. Is that hard to do? Because th th not everybody does that. Yeah. Really, they don't. Yeah. Well, first off, thank you for saying that. I definitely feel like that is one of my gifts as a choreographer. You know, I think um, what makes a good choreographer from a great choreographer is knowing the room and how to work with it. And I think what I have is that when I see the potential, I'm able to just mold that into something really cool. I mean, honestly, you know, a lot of people were like so blown away by Trixie and Katya because they're not known for their dancing abilities. But I was able to get them to believe in themselves. And I think that's the key to being a great choreographer is you have to make your talent comfortable right. and you have to make them feel like they can succeed at what you want them to do. Um, so is it challenging? I would say no. For me, it's not because it's just what I love to do. And it's it's the world I grew up in. It's the language I speak. And it's where my passion comes from. Because to be able to take someone who's not a mover and have them by the end of the process go like, well, actually, I am a mover. Mm -hmm. That's the special gift as a choreographer. It's not necessarily making a great piece of work that looks beautiful from the audience. It's sort of that internal work and getting someone to realize like, oh, no, I can move, you know, maybe just not in the way. Like I said, like a Maddie Ziegler, who's this professional dancer who started at a very young age on television with Dance Moms, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's hard. I think it's a a challenge, but it's a fun challenge that I love. And that invigorates me as an artist because, you know, yes, I love working with very talented dancers, of course, of course. what choreographer doesn't. But I really, I like inspiring other drag queens and I like making them realize like, yeah, maybe I should do a little choreographed number, you know, once in a while. Like it's good for me to get out of my element and try something new. Yeah, that's it. It's so true. It's what you do. I mean, that's why you like you are an artist. It's why because your heart is in it more it than is. anything. Don't you think there's like people that will do drag and their heart may not be in it. It's just a vehicle. Yes. But for you, like it's a yes, it's a vehicle in a way. But you're on all kinds of roads. Yes, I mean, you're all over the place. Well, I'm a mapquest.com. For sure. <laughs> People are like, mapquest, what's that? But I know you know. We're aging ourselves. Do you ever remember those days where we would print out like the yes, papers? I still do. Girl, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I used to print that shit out and just be in the car like, oh, we missed the turn. We got to go back. Right. Yeah. Make it, yeah. Make a U-turn. Totally. So you do love this one. You love the blue one. It's yes, blo Gord. It's, yeah, it's hand-blown. Hand-blown. It's giving me matching, color-coordinating vibes. It's just, you know, it's the Gord for me. It is it is the Gord. And it's kind of like it's kind of like shapely, too. Like, it's an extra shapely. It's giving me when I have my BBL vibes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Gord. Yes, Gord. Yes, Gord. Yes, Gord. Yes, Gord. <laughs> You are so dumb, Mark. Was that enough? Did we get enough Yes Gourds in there? Yeah, let's go to a quick break. Yes Gord. And we're back. We are back with my extra special guest, my girlfriend, the one and only, Laganja Estranja is here. Yes, God. We've been talking about gourds. We've been talking about choreography. We uh, have been talking about all of it. Um, when we were we left off, we were just talking about the idea of choreography and some of the projects that we've worked on together. And um, I was thinking about, I mean, it stands out in everyone's mind. The seasons of Drag Race, because of... Um, uh, all stars, they just kind of overlap. Right. But some of them are a little more memorable than others. And I mean, I know people are in your ass all the time about this, but your appearance on All Stars, falling out of the ceiling, but just not that. That wasn't, that's just where it started. The number itself was so sickening. People like, People book you just to see that in their club, don't they? Yes. How many times has this been happening? I've done it now over 150 times. Wow. 
It's insane. Wow. It's insane. Yeah. It was like the gift that just keeps on giving. Truly. I mean, so many people are like, oh, are you annoyed doing that number? And I'm like, no, girl. I tack on a, uh, no, Gord, I'm not. I tack on an extra fee. And for me at this point, it's like, it's like autopilot. You know, I, I just literally do the dance that I did on TV. So it's really fun. And I remember when I hit my 100th performance, I was in Lima, Peru, and it was just it was amazing. You know, yeah. I, I knew that it would be a viral moment for sure, but I had no idea that it would become like so beloved. And mm-hmm. I just feel really grateful that I got to go back to the show my way. You know, so many people have always asked me, will you go back? Will you go back? And I always said no. Um, and I still say no, because I really feel like that was the perfect kiss goodbye. You know, I, I did it my way. And in five minutes, I proved to people I'm still that bitch. Yeah. And I'm very proud of what I left on that stage. And while I'd love to go back to choreograph, uh, a, you know, an episode or a moment, or I'd love to be a guest feature, I just feel like as Laganja, like, that was perfect. You know, I, I left my mark on the history of Drag Race. Yeah. And, you know, I got to do my entrance, which uh, was a, you know, nod to Tandy uh, Dupree. And I just feel like, yeah, I, I left it all on the stage and it spoke for itself. So yeah. I'm really happy that I got to go back and I'm really happy that I've got to show this number across the world. Yeah. The yeah. first time I saw you do it outside of the show, you were in Spokane. Our friend Jeremiah Keevy yes. had you out. Love. Um, he runs the show over at the Globe, but you were doing that on boat, a boat, the boat cruise. <laughs> yeah. And I remember watching it and I, there was like, you know, you are you are an open book when it comes to people. And I think people appreciate the fact that you show them um, not just what happens on the stage, but everything that leads up to that. People yeah. like to see that. They like to know about uh, those aspects. I remember there was like a an E6000, something was happening. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't know what that is, it's like a type of glue that performers use a lot yeah. um, or, or crafters use. But um, – so seeing that and knowing that people just around the world, when I watched that, I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to be doing this everywhere. Well, we yeah. knew it on television. Yeah. And also too, it was beautiful to watch. Um, sometimes people will watch a lip sync and and there's clearly the person that like blew them away. But it's really great when you watch the other person also keeping up in their way. It's Girl, so exciting. It was the great. The whole time I was like, Trinity's kicking my ass. But it Trinity's was- kicking my ass. I got to go harder. I got to go harder. And I mean, I remember standing there after it was over and I was like, Trinity's going to win. It's just beautiful to watch somebody go, you were triumphant and somebody gave you a run for your money where you were like, I earned this. Yeah. I earned this. Yeah. And I still think it could have been a double win. I really do. Because I think Trinity, you know, her approach was different. She went for more of that sultry, sassy vibe where I went right off the bat for, you know, shows and stunts, which is what I do. But I, I do feel the same way where it's like, I'm so glad that I actually went against somebody that was a challenge, you know, it, it pumped me up. And also thank you for mentioning my day in the life series, which is on my YouTube yes. I upload every Thursday. And like you said, it really is a behind the scenes into my life and into the, to the gigs, because I think it's really important as Queens, we show people what we go through. I think a lot of the times we're just this like perfect glossy package that they see on stage and they don't know all the struggles. They don't know all the struggles and the trials and the tribulations. And that's what I really like to let people in on because as great as it is to be glamorous and perfect on stage, I think it's so much more interesting, like you said, to see me E6000ing my shoes before I go on, which, by the way, they finally broke. They finally broke. They finally broke. I was in Canada for my first time as as a drag race queen. And they finally gave out on me. So, yeah, I'm, it's not to say I won't fix them and do the number again, but it was kind of like a sign to me to be like, OK, we've right. done this number. The costume is finally give out. Like, it's what time could to you let wear as a substitute for that shoe? Could you like wear like a clear lucite something? No, or doesn't no, work? Doesn't no. Work? I wear a, a metallic gold and I had another outfit. Oh, yeah, that works. Yeah. And yeah. I had another outfit made that's just easier for me. It's like a little slip on dress. Um that has a similar vibe, and a lot of people don't clock that it's different. Right. So I definitely have my backup. Uh, like I said, if someone still wants to book me doing that number, but you will want to book her. <laughs> but I definitely, you know, I think, like I said, just showing the struggles that we go through to me is so much more interesting. You know, when I watch artists' documentaries that they make about their lives, that's what I find very inspiring is to see, like, even somebody at, like, a Katy Perry level, like, to see her crying in her makeup chair before she goes out onto a stage of millions or thousands. It just reminds me, like, okay, like, this is a part of it. And if you're not struggling and if you're not 
constantly being challenged and figuring out how to grow and learn, then you're not really being an artist, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. I think that's really, really true. That's why I don't ever put a filter on any of my pictures. <laughs> yeah, me either. Uh, What's Facetune? I never have any editing done. I right. want people to see the real me. Yeah. You know yeah, raw. I mean? Yeah, I just I polish my own nails. Okay. You know, love that. Um, these rings, they they are not adjustable. They yeah. are made for me. Custom. Custom. <laughs> you have to be real with people. You do. Are you being real? Because being real is very Delta. Speak, speaking of being real, do you know this app, Be Real? No, tell me. Girl, I swear to God, there's a new app every day. Okay. And I, I luckily have some younger friends so I can stay in the know of it all. Because, uh-huh. um, you know, I was fighting TikTok forever. But then eventually in Corona, I got it, which I'm very grateful I did. But- I love it. Do you love it? I love I love just looking at stuff. I was going to say, I love to look at it to do it. Eh, still not there yet. But so Be Real is this new app that the kids are all obsessed about. Okay. And basically, like, it just goes off randomly in the day, and you have to be real. You have to take the photo right then and there to share with your oh, friends. Oh, that's kind of cool. And if you don't, then it lets your followers know, like, you took the picture later. And so you, like, take a picture of what you're seeing, and then you flip it around, and you take a picture of yourself. So I haven't gotten one yet. I'm still reluctant to get one because, yeah, I don't want to be real. No, that's <laughs> at all. I'm, that's part of the FBI. Uh, I guarantee you. Thank you. They want to know where you're eating, right. who you're fucking. Well, I'm eating at Chili's and everyone knows that. Right. Yeah. You know what? I forgot to tell you this. I tagged you in something and I tagged Chili's in it. Yeah. And they sent me a message and they were like, why don't you guys record it live at Chili's? They did say that. They did say that. Chili's, what's up? I mean, we're they, ready to I do could that. just reach out to them. We, uh, well, trust me, I'm, what in, is your, what I'm very in touch Chili's? with them. What do I eat at Chili's? Yeah. You're going to die. This is so funny that you asked me that. I get the soup and salad. Same. Do you really? This is my favorite thing. What I will, soup? I, um, I, I have to have the... Um, the baked potato. Okay. I and, like the chicken enchilada. Okay. With and a side I, of pico de gallo. And I want a salad, but I usually will order a second salad and a second soup. Oh, well, can, that's the whole point of bottomless. Yeah, it's unlimited. Hello? Yeah. What and, salad? Um, Just a house salad. A house salad. Okay, I get the Caesar, okay. which they took off their menu for a while, and I was like, how do you get rid of a Caesar salad? It's like a classic. Wendy's, Wendy's did that. They got rid of both of I their remember. side salads. I remember. How do you get rid of side salads? That should be an option. Hello. A side salad and a baked potato. That sounds so good together. Ugh, loves it. Yeah. But, um, and the chips and salsa. I always get the chips and salsa. And Dude! The, and the skillet queso. And I'm going to let you know what the skillet queso okay. is because I've researched it. Okay. It is Velveeta cheese. Velveeta cheese. Which you have to have. Like, yes. Love. And then Hormel chili with no beans. Okay. And that's it. That's it? There's that's nothing else. That's literally it. And it's so delicious. I suggest eating it with a warm flour tortilla. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They're, uh, something about their <laughs> chips are like, uh, they're like and shards crispy. of glass. Love they're it. so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shards of glass. That's so how yummy. I see it like this. Like I'm going to eat one and one and one and one. Like no, I'm, I'm literally Chili's for life. Chili's was actually um, created in Dallas, Texas, or okay. as I like to say, Tex-ass, double dollar sign, mm-hmm. where I'm originally from. So it, it it just, it feels like home. Like I remember growing up, like when we got to go to Chili's, that was like a very special moment. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've loved it forever. And, and the fact that they have, you know, been so like sweet to me over these years, yeah. I still haven't been in a commercial yet, which I really want to be in. Landon Romero, who's a very hysterical comedian on Instagram, was in one of their Halloween for Instagram commercials so i i feel like we're getting closer we're getting closer mm-hmm. but you know my dream is one day april 20th which is 420 so for those people who don't know that's like a, a national cannabis holiday i right. don't really remember why i was once told that that was like the police code like okay. when they pick someone up with cannabis they would say 420 but then i also heard that was debunked and not true so i'm not for sure i probably should know being a cannabis activist regardless april 20th at chili's laganja special that's it i'm manifesting happen. it it I'm manifesting to, it. Well, I always look at this time of year too, because you said that somebody was in the in the Halloween commercial. Yep. But I feel like this time of year is when we sort of like start tying everything up and then we clean slate. Yeah. And since being on Drag Race, like there's always this like my in my mind, I'm like, okay, beginning of the year, we need to start talking about drag con or whatever's happening. Right. So clean slate, we've got four months. Actually, we have almost six months. To get this together for 420. I love it. But also, I mean, Chili's might have to have a pride float. And there's more than one seat on that pride float. I Hello. can come with you. I'll come, I'll come to your wigs. Okay. I don't care. I love that. Yeah, Chili's, have her be there, and then I will assist. You can put a little budget out for that. And I'm fine with that. I have see, that's my thing, is like from being on drag race, when you talked about um uh we talk about Trinity and like how great it is to win. Yeah. 
there's nothing wrong, I feel like, in what we do. Um, being able to like bow down to someone who you're like, that's my queen. Yeah. That's, I'm a queen and that's my queen. Yeah. And and I can have several queens and there's Absolutely. nothing wrong with that. It's when that weird competition like sort of comes in that other people cast on it. But shit, I'll do Laganja's wigs. I love I it. Oh, it's just Laganja. I love it. I bow to my queen. It reminds me of a point that I actually wanted to talk to you about today, which is, you know, I, I did the work the worlds this year with a bunch of the newer girls. Mm. And I've just really noticed that there's such a difference in like, how these younger girls look at now I am one of more of the older girls. I think mm -hmm. I was the oldest as far as seasons go on the show. Um, Asia O'Hara was the oldest technically, but <laughs> as far as the seasons go, I was the oldest season. And, you know, I feel like when I was on drag race, like there was a real big importance in like seniority. Mm -hmm. So like when I would be on work the world six years ago with like, let's say uh, Delta, or I mean, uh, Detox uh -huh. and um, Latrice. Like, there was a sort of sense of, like, I wanted to be on my best behavior to not, like, you know, frustrate them. Right. So, for instance, like, meet and greets. I was always on time because if I was late, that meant I was having Latrice sit there and wait for me, which was right. not okay. Baby, when I tell you these girls came in so late really? to the meet and greet, really? I was gagged. And I was just like... It sort of changed, you know, mm -hmm. like I really feel like what you were saying about like how you would bow down to another queen. Like that's always something that I've mm -hmm. had in me and not just because it's the right thing to do, but because it's how I feel. It's like sure. today it's like I wanted to put on drag because I respect you and I, I wanted to, to show you that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel and I feel way. like some of these newer girls, like they don't have that sense of respect mm -hmm. and the sense of respect of for those who became before them because ultimately it's because of, like I said, the queens who came before me that I have a seat on this couch today, you know? Right. And I, it just disappoints me to see that like it has become so much about competition and the competition is defined in followers and looking fabulous and not so much about like how kind you are and how courteous you are and how respectful you are. And, you know, I think coming from a musical theater background, that's something I have ingrained in me. You know, if you're late or if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, you're fired. And we just don't please really say it again. To yeah. The camera, if, please. Yeah. To the camera, baby. If you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, you're fired. And that's 100%. just, yeah. And that's just something that like with these younger girls, I just don't see. And it's, it's very frustrating because not only is it disrespectful to those around you, it's really disrespectful to yourself. Yeah. Because it's like, if you take your craft seriously, then just be on time. Yeah. You know, it's like, the it's so easy. It's so easy. We have hours upon hours to get ready. Like, it's not like we're rushed to get ready. I mean, yes, for Work the World, we had like a rehearsal every day before the meet and greet just to go over the final number and make sure staging goes well. But you know, there's ample of time. Right. So it was just something that I noticed that that frustrated me. And, and it just reminded me when you were saying about bow, bowing down to another queen. Like, I'm a really big believer in that. You know, I've always said, like, I bow down to Alyssa and Shangela because they not only taught me how to be a better entertainer and to speak on the mic, but I love their drag. I love right. what they do. And I, I respect them so much that, yeah, of course, like, why would I not mind bowing down and, and sharing the space with them? And not only sharing the space, but encouraging them to you know, be the Beyonce of the group, you know? They work hard. Yeah. They're gracious. Yeah. They, they know where they are and they're present. Yes. Not everybody's present. I mean, right. and if, you know, what you're saying is true. And if there are people out there that hear what Laganja is saying and are like, well, no, I think this, this, and this, or I, I feel this way, it's because this applies to you. I agree. It's because it applies. If it's if you're bothered by it, it's because <laughs> it applies to you. And that's not being fucked up. I'm not trying to take anything and, yeah. and you're not either. It's no, just that's the why fucking I didn't truth. say names. I'm not gonna say names. They the know truth. who they are. But I'm just saying, you know, it's 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 a sign of respect. And ultimately, like I said, like I just remember, like, again, I won't say names, but I remember one day detox just let another queen have it for being perpetually late. And I just remember being like, that will never be me. Like, I will yeah. never have another queen come down on me because I'm late. Like, no, girl. Right. No, Gord. No, Gord. <laughs> Let's take a break. We're back. We are back with my extra special guest, Laganja Estranja, who, I mean, always 
so fun, so real about everything. And sometimes, you know, people think we're, we're being too real to the point that like we're reading people or we're like, right. and it's not even that. No. Like, it's not even about that. It's just the fact that we participate in drag too. And we don't want the behaviors of others to reflect on us. Like, oh, like you know that always that going thing that people would say like, oh, the show's, is this show going to start on time or is it drag time? Right. Well, the only time, the only reason it would be drag time for myself or for you, if we were in control, is due to some emergency. Sure. But we're not getting there going, oh, I'll go on when I'm ready. Yeah. Like, girl, get out of here with that. Please. Um, This is a segment of the podcast called Read Me Delta. Love it. Yeah. So we answer letters. People will send us a letter and we can just give them the realest response we can give them. Love that. You know, sometimes I say I like to give the truth gently, as gently as I can. But sometimes you have to go off. Hello. You know what I mean? Um, if you want to send a letter, you can send it to readmedelta at gmail.com. We will get your questions, your queries. We will take your pictures. Whatever it is that you have. If you have a gift card, um, somebody sent a gift card. Especially if you have a gift card to Chili's. We'll take that. We'll take it. Let's read our first one. Let's do it. Okay. This time, by the way, I have letter openers and I constantly forget them, but I remembered this one today. I feel like that's a new merch idea for you. It kind of is a good idea. Right? right? A fierce Delta letter opener? What, does this one have anything on it? This one is, no, this one's just, That looks like a knife, girl. It does. I have two other ones that are engraved that, Ooh. that I, I do love. Okay. First letter. Hi, Delta and Laganja. I grew up in Fort Lauderdale and now live in Cleveland. I'm a fierce 44-year-old white guy, but there's no scene or community here. My question is, in a city of bottoms, as a bottom, <laughs> what the fuck do I do? All the tops are like 20-something miles away because all the men in Cleveland are bottoms. Just like in Fort Lauderdale, a.k.a. AKA Fort Bottomdale. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean if all the men I'm attracted to turn out to be bottoms every time? Thrill. Jamie. Love it. Yeah. I can relate to this letter uh, a lot. You know, right. LA is known for the, the bottoms as well. Okay. And I somehow am always attracted to bottoms too. So Jamie, you're not alone. Just know that we're in this together. Mm -hmm. um, I would highly suggest dildos. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dildo play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Take it, take it, take it into your own hands. Right. Double-sided dildo. So you and your bottom partner can have pleasure. Wow. Yeah. Have you used one of those before? Double-sided? I have. Double-sided. Yeah, with a friend. Did sure. the other person, with a, just a friend? Or yeah, like, you know. An just like whoever? An like acquaintance. Just, just like a homegirl? Not girl? just whoever. Like just some homegirl or like? De definitely no Kai Kai for me. Okay. But yeah, no, I definitely have, you know, tried. Did, I'll try anything once. I'm very open. Did you take more of one end than Also, the let other me clarify. Person? I'm not very open. I'm very tight, but I'm very open to trying. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And did you take more of one end than the other or like did you meet in the middle? Um, <laughs> no, I would say I'm not like a hungry bottom. So I'm not trying to like prove like I can get the most in there vibe. Mm -hmm. Well, this is the thing. What I'm getting from this letter is that Jamie, you're saying that people are about 20 miles away from you. Right. In another city. Just because we live in Southern California Everything we do is about an hour away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 20 minutes away, but in horrible traffic, at least an hour. So, like, I don't know. I don't think 20 miles away is that really that big of a deal. I, but maybe for you, if you're not mobile. Or, or maybe you're intoxicated and you don't want right, to drive. Which we totally respect that. Um, I think the dildo play is a wonderful idea. I also think, um, you know, maybe meet. Like, not just in the middle of the dildo, but, like, in the middle of the map. Like, maybe yeah. you go 10 miles, they go 10 miles. Okay. You know what I mean? You might, you're just going to have to meet. It's, you're going to have to find a middle ground, whether it's in the middle of the dildo, the middle of the state, middle of the city. Yeah. I don't think 10, uh, 20 miles is that far. 10 miles is, is, is fair. Okay. I think. I, I think. Know. I mean, the only other option is then you become a top. Right. Which and you might love. You might. Yeah. Yeah. No, but you might. Oh, Worth a try. The, here's the other letter. Okay. Ooh, it's deep in the drawer, huh? There's nothing in this letter, but it is a baggie. I was like, what's in that baggie? Um, it doesn't really have a smell. Okay. Is it a tiny letter? No. Oh. There's nothing in here. Oh, damn. God, selfish. 
selfish. It's, it's, it's going to be Christmas soon. You know what I mean? There's right. No, there's no gift. There's no snow. There's no blood. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing. Well, we, I guess we don't have another letter. Wow, oh, making it so difficult. Okay. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's a special package. It is a special package. There's, It's a bag of leaves. Isn't that pretty? Really? What is going on here? I think these are... What is going on, Delta? I don't know, but it smells really good. Is it f giving fall sensations? Can you smell it? I Let's think this see. is from Michael's, actually. It, smell that. You mean someone had bought this? Yeah. It's very, it's earthen. It's <laughs> it's it's an earthen smell. Yes, it's giving me Lord of the Rings. Do you like potpourri? I, well, no. I like incense. You like incense? Yeah. Yeah. I like a candle. What's your favorite kind of scent in a candle? Oh, my God. Have you heard of the company Boy Smells? Yes. Oh, their candles are amazing. And they make one called Marbled Fruit Ooh. that I'm obsessed with. But I would say I gravitate towards citrus, gardenia, mm -hmm. uh, a little lavender lemon. Lavender and lemon. Yeah. 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 I like that. Um, do you uh, do you like them like lighter, like lighter, more springy? Kind I of do. I don't like the autumn smells. Yeah. Cinnamon. And no, it's not for me. It can be Pumpkin. a lot. Pumpkin. Mm -mm. It can be a lot for people. It makes me sick. I don't like the winter ones either. The winter green, the forest trees. Mm -mm. This is why we won't ever share a dildo. Oh, really? We, yeah. Because I'm I'm so. You're into scented dildos? Well, I mean, I'm into pumpkin spice scented dildos. <laughs> but I mean, unless we could find a dildo that was half spring, summer, half fall, winter. Baby, we would be ready we to would plunge. Just be two kissing peaches. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, I, I can't. There is a letter. I saw it at the bottom. You gotta there dig. Is? You gotta dig, Mary. Listen. Oh, shake it out. Shake it out. Oh yeah, those that came from someone's yard. Those are dirty leaves. I used to play around in leaves like that when I was a kid. Mary, there's no letter. There is. I saw it. It was rolled up like a message in a bottle. Here, I think I got it. You found it. Yeah. It was at the bottom of the is. bag. <gasps> Here it is. Wow. Okay. So creative. I know. People, I'm telling you, some what somebody sent me, what, there was a gift card from um, Barnes & Noble. Oh. I don't, I don't think Barnes & Noble exists anymore. Maybe it does. It does. It does? Yes. Which one is the one they got rid of? Um, mm. Mervyn's. <laughs> they got rid of Mervyn's. God. Where am I supposed to get my high Sierra jeans now? Seriously. All right. This is a long one. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, Laganja reads. Oh, good. I love that. Okay, this is Laganja reads. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Dear Delta and Laganja, after a long week of doing the bare minimum as a receptionist at a dental office in Montebello, do you like to spend your Saturdays at the Santa Fe Springs Swap Meet? Mm, I do. I see you in a black halter pencil skirt dress in a cherry print, black three-inch coffin cut acrylic nails with, oh, they got me together with this word. Oh, mm -hmm. seminario bangles okay. on both wrists. Giant hoop earrings with the words baby girl on the I inside. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I imagine you sitting at the swap meet benches, legs crossed, kind of like I'm doing right now, with your black strappy gladiator cork bottom platform shoes patiently waiting for a good song so you can dance. Mm. You open your Bride of Frankenstein purse to apply your Mac Ruby Woo, great one, lipstick, using your Frida Kahlo hand mirror. You make sure your clip-on Betty Page bangs are evenly spaced with the top of your brows. You rub your Victoria's Secret Amber Romance. No, you got that wrong, baby. Victoria's Secret. They're mm. transphobic. We can't do that. Lotion your hands, elbows, and your Betty boot blowing a kiss tattoo on your right back shoulder. You sit there thinking how much you relate to Marilyn Monroe, even though your mother doesn't have a mental illness. You didn't grow up bouncing from foster to foster home, and you didn't marry at 16 to better your living situation. Suddenly, they play Berlin's Metro. You stand up and you start dancing seductively with your head tilted back, your cold, sweaty bud, li bud light questionable, cup pressed against the front of your throat. Mm -hmm. Everyone's looking at you, especially the guy you want to look at you. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Available on iTunes. He walks up to you and starts dancing. He says, 
You want to leave? And you say, down gourd. <laughs> Who wrote this letter? I don't know. That was that There's was kooky. Be a name on it. That was Cucarella. Oh, I know who wrote this. Who? Do you know Redbeard Jose? No, you don't. No, I mean, there is a full ass hair. <laughs> you guys, remember how I told you about? Now keeping I see it. it. Real? It's on the eye. It's in the eyelash. Remember yeah. how I told you about pe- keeping it real? There it is. This is like a day. This is gonna there be a is. day in the life. It's a day in the life with. Uh, Delta and La Concha. Loves that. Yeah. No, Jose is my friend. Um, I didn't know he was going to send it in this. Yeah. But. Um, Very creative. Yeah, Points he, for creativity. He there. knows all these descriptions. Okay. Yeah. He like pinpoints specific like women in like our community or our neighborhood and then describes like <laughs> the music they listen to, the makeup they wear, what kind of perfume they would have on. Okay. Yeah. He knows all of it. Yeah. Fucking asshole. Loves it, except yeah. the Bud Light, for sure. That's a no for me. It's a no for you. Do you, yeah. do you drink beer? I love beer. Yeah, what kind? I don't consider Bud Light a beer. Anything oh. that has light after it, that's not a beer. Oh. That's not a beer, girl. That's pee water. Really? Yeah. What's a good beer? Ooh, you know, I love a Mexican beer. Soul is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Tajin on the rim. Extra lime. Okay. Love. I love a good um, Stella. I love a good Corona. Mm-hmm. I love a good... Uh, you know, cider. Mm. I can get down with some cider. Do you like like darker beers? No, no. So I, not I like, like a, a blonde. Okay, like a blonde for sure. Yeah, yeah, I had a friend that told me. I, I think I've said this before. A friend that told me when I said I don't like beer, she's like, "You just haven't found your beer." I think so. I think yeah. beer is wonderful. I also love a beer sour. Oh, what's Oof. that? It's like delicious beer, but sour. It's so good. Made with fruit, usually like cherry or, you know, be like a cherry beer sour. Oh, have you ever had a pickle back to one of your love drinks? It. Yeah. Love it. I love, love pickle juice. Do you have that with like a, like a tequila or something? Uh, no, it's usually served with like a, a whiskey, mm-hmm. like a Jameson and pickleback. That's a pretty classic. I wonder if we could have a pickleback to like I- iced tea at Chili's. I love that. Yeah. I love that we also keep bringing it back to Chili's. Yeah. Where are you at, girl? Where, Where are you are at? You? We're ready to pickle Chili's. back up on there. That sounds so good. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a lemonade with a pickleback? Oh, I that might that. be good. Somebody had a pickle slushy. I think it was. Oh, uh, I would I would love that. I think it was. What, what's the place? Uh, 7-Eleven? Not, no, oh. it's the place where you drive. Sonic? <gasps> I love I Sonic. I, I miss it. those out here. Yeah. You got to go to Orange County. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Duh. This thank you so for fun. having me. You know, this I love is, you so much. Seriously. I love you. Yeah. And this, the thing is, this is just the, like part one, really, because we're going to pick it up at Chili's. Have to. It's going, I like, it's going to happen. We're manifesting it. We say it. I don't like that it. word, by the way. Manifest? Like, manifest. Why does it have to be a manifesting something? Why can't it be a manifest? What else could it be if there was just no man or woman? What if we, we could just call it like. Non-binary fest. <laughs> Non-binary fest. I think that's fine. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with that. Right. We're about, non-binary festing chilies. What about just like con- we, we're conjuring? Ooh, I love to conjure. Like we, we're conjuring it. Yes. Yeah. Especially because we're in the autumn, the spooky spells. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Conjuring cunts. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just realized whenever I say like, I, sometimes I'll go off the rails and I start like cussing and then I, I don't normally like see all, like I see the clips of the podcast, but I, it's a hard, I have a hard time watching myself. I so understand. I, you know what I mean? I do. So when I see the clips, I, I'm like, okay, I can take 10 or 15 seconds of this at a time. But um, <laughs> That's why you like TikTok. Right. Because yeah. it's quick, yeah. right? Uh, I realize that like, I cuss so much and it just gets like bleeped. I shouldn't cuss so much. No, we love it. But we have we have our words. How come we're not using... Like, why am I not using my words? Well, I learned a new word today. What kind of bangles were those? Barajario? What was it? Uh, Baja La Guardia. <laughs> Baja LaGuardia. That, that, I think that's what they were. I think I've been to that airport. You have. Yeah. You have. <laughs> I could sit here all day with what you. What are those tacos, too? Which one? Badia? Badia tacos? Birria. Oh, I love those. You do. Yes. You do. Now, what kind, though? Because originally, you can have that as goat. As goat? It's goat. And what do you mean as goat? Oh, goat, like goat meat goat tacos? Meat. yeah. I've never had that. And then some people will do them as beef, which is, I think, that's a little more. Had. Yeah. I wish they had oxtail. Oh, I like oxtail soup. Me too. Mm-hmm. Loves that. I think it's delicious. Mm. Do you like catfish? Love. I Fried love catfish. catfish. Fried catfish. I love I grew it. up on that. And pe- some people don't like it. Really? With the corn breading. Oh. Yeah. Bitch. Have to. God, we should go have lunch right now. I know. It's Yeah. 
I'm you a, have shit to do. You have shit I'm to going do. to therapy. Yeah, you have shit to do. <laughs> thank you to my exorcist. Extra, thank thank you, you to my exorcist. <laughs> thank you, thank to, you the to the exorcist, exorcist. for being here. Thank you to my extra special guest, Laganja Estranja, for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. And where can everyone find you on social media? Well, you can find me across the boards at Laganja Estranja, except for TikTok, because I was late to that game. So that one is the only Laganja Estranja. And more importantly, please check out my YouTube. Every Thursday, new uploads, day in the life of. Come and follow me and see my journey. Someone already has your name on TikTok? They did. Ain't that about a bitch. I know. Wow. But it's okay, because I'm the only. Yeah. Maybe they're just, maybe they're really a, a, an enthusiast and they love you. That's right. That's probably what a it supporter. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you all for listening to Very Delta. You can now search for Very Delta on your podcast apps. We come out every Monday and you can find us on the Mom Podcasts YouTube channel. And a special hello to everyone watching the talk show on YouTube. Mwah. We love you. Also, you know what's Very Delta? Subscribing to Mom Podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Also, you can send questions about buff puffs, loofah wands, dollar menu items, dollar trees, smoking trees, whatever you want to readmedelta at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Delta Work and now on dedicated socials for the show at Very Delta on Instagram and on TikToks for clips, updates, all of it. I'm so mad we did not talk about our love for the dollar store. We're going to do it at Chili's. Okay. We'll talk about it at Chili's. The 99 cent only? Yeah. She's the one. You know what? I have to tell you about two about the nails. I have I have something you're going to love about nails. Okay. We'll talk about it at Chili's. Okay. Anyway, join me here next week for another episode of Very Delta. And until then, keep things very Delta. To listen to Very Delta one day early and ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and produced by Mark Jacobs. Engineered by Margo Padilla and editing by Doug Robertson. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. 